Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Wherever things are at for you at this moment, there, there is, there's, there's no condemnation, right? As to how well or not so well you think it's going. Um, some people in the room, you're just able, within five minutes, you're talking to people about Jesus and you watch people like that and you think, how did you do that? And, they, and the person listening didn't walk away. And you, you know, others of us, we're a bit more, it's not so easy. We find it a lot more difficult and, and that's fine. The most important thing is in relation to what God is saying is that we are taking steps. We're moving forward with what God is saying. And also, with one person, because of maybe where someone's at, it might, it might be a lot more like we're just sharing our life with them at this moment because they don't, they don't really want to talk much more or, or get into conversations about things more than just surface level things. And that's fine. And that's where we need to be praying for people. OK, so activity without prayer is just activity. And, and we need to be praying for people. Other times you can find yourself in a conversation with somebody about Jesus and you think, how did that happen? And it came, seemed to come from, from nowhere. And, and that's fine because everybody's different. And so when we're talking about sharing our lives, sharing our faith and sharing Jesus, it's not that one of us is in, well, I'm only in the sharing my life phase. And someone else says, well, I'm in the sharing Jesus phase, you know. Um, Actually, we're all in the sharing life, sharing faith, sharing Jesus, okay? But for one person, we're sharing life. Another person, we're actually talking about Jesus. And it just varies moment to moment in our lives, okay? Um, But often, I think, when we talk about this, sharing Jesus, which is what we're looking at this morning, and we're going to use this this little leaflet that you've got on your, your, this little tool, really. We're going to just go through some of that and do something practical this morning with it. Um... And we're going to step a bit more into how do you actually then, once you've been sharing your life, people, you've had conversations about the Lord, you're giving your testimony. This is about a moment with with someone, friend, family member, whoever it is. And you're going to sit down and have much more of an actual, because they're open, they want to know more, all of that. We're going to sit down and kind of explain. So what has Jesus done for you? And how can you then respond to him to give your life to him, to surrender to him in your life. Okay, so we're going to kind of look at that and we'll see how far we get in the next, uh, for the rest of the time we got together. Now, often when we think about sharing Jesus, okay, uh, we can often think that means preaching to somebody and telling them absolutely everything we think they need to know all in one go um, without us drawing a breath and we just go, <laughs> you know, about Jesus with somebody. I think I've just got to tell them absolutely everything because if I don't now, and, and one of the things we, we want to be aware of is the Holy Spirit is fully involved in what's happening in someone's life. Yeah. And, we, and we talked about last week listening to the voice of God. We've talked about uh, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and, and being led by the Spirit sometime in the last few weeks. And in any situation, we want to be sensitive to what, what does God want me to say at this moment? How does he want me to say it? Where is someone at at this moment? 
And, and it's learning how to read what is going on, if you like, if I can put it this way, by the Holy Spirit in that sense. And we only discover that by doing what God's telling us to do. We don't learn just by thinking about it. Um, we learn by having a go and, and, and in that way. Now, we've got to remember that people also need time to process what they're hearing, to work through what does this mean for my life? Because if we're basically saying this is the biggest decision you're ever going to make in your life, we don't want to just rush someone. Um, a lot of people that are rushed in, you know, to make a decision, they don't often last very long um, because they've not really weighed up. Do I really want to surrender everything, who I am, every, everything to Jesus? Do I actually want a relationship with him uh, and everything? Because this is not just about, do you want to be forgiven? This is about, do you want to know God? Do you want a relationship with him? In order to have that, there's some things that need to happen at the beginning in term, to enter into that, which we'll come to in a few moments. There's also not just one way to communicate the gospel. Every person needs to hear about Jesus in a way that is relevant to them, where they're at in their life. Um, somebody who's really open and wants to know loads, you, who knows where the conversation can go. But there's others that maybe are, are trying to uh, reason out everything that you're saying. Or there's other reasons, things that have happened in their life and they can't seem to hear what you're quite saying because they're filtering everything because of pain and guilt and other things, okay? And so when we're not here to try and ram the gospel down somebody's throat. And I'm just going to say this whether you want to hear it or not. And, and this is where if you, if you follow Jesus through the gospels and how he was with different people, he was sensitive to, to what the Holy Spirit wanted to do and he didn't bulldoze people. Uh, to follow him in, in that sense. So we want to be, uh, we want to come to people like this, loving people, being sensitive and aware uh, at the same time. Now, we also need to trust the Holy Spirit then that in our conversations, he'll, he'll be nudging us, you know, in the conversation, where to go, things to say. He might give you words of knowledge. He might tell you something. What is a word of knowledge? It's God telling you something about someone that you don't know. You don't know what it, something about them and God shows you something. And it might not be that you say, God's just told me this about you, la, 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 la. It might be that he's told you something and that helps, oh, right, okay. And that helps then in terms of where the conversation goes. And all of this we kind of learn as we go in that sense. Now, by saying that we trust the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean that we don't learn. We don't get equipped as to how do I actually share Jesus with people? What are some of the things that I can say and how do I do that? Let's have a look at 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 17. It says, but as for you, continuing what you have learned and have become convinced of. There's a big difference between what you've learned, what you know and what you've become convinced of. So you can have knowledge, but not necessarily have a conviction that that is what I really believe. Because what you really believe, you, you live and you do. Okay, that's another message. But anyway, because you know those from whom you've learned it and how from infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, so that you and I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we want to be equipped, right? We want, there's a bit of training involved in how do we share our, our faith. 
Often Jesus was challenged by the Pharisees in different ways. And often his response to them, well, don't you know your scriptures? Don't you know what this says? Now, it doesn't mean we say that to somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Well, don't you know what the Bible says? What it, that, that's really for us, okay? That Jesus knew what the scriptures said. He knew what was in there. He knew what the truth was. So that when scenarios came up and someone either challenged what he was saying or they quoted something in some way that he's like, that's not actually quite what it says. This is what it really says. This is what this means. So we want to be equipped in that sense so that when we are in conversations with people um, and they, because some people can make some pretty straight statements to you about what they think the Bible says or what God is like or this, that, the other. And it's really good to be able to then be able to say, well, actually, this is my experience of who God is and this is why I've had that or this is what the Bible actually says. And and, and then we're, we're more equipped to be able to have conversations with people. Okay, so Jesus knew what he was talking about. And sometimes to learn stuff takes a bit of time. We have to, it's not just listening to a message on a Sunday, going away and thinking, I can't remember half of what was said this morning, because you only remember 10% of what you hear generally. The Holy Spirit can obviously enable more than that. But when we spend time, you know, say with this, it's like, I really want to get a hold of this because Jesus, I want to I be effective in seeing people come to know you. And we'll come to this in a couple of, couple of minutes. So what we're going to do, we're going to look at how do, we, how do we share our faith? How do we share Jesus with people in a very natural conversation type setting? OK, what we're going to look at, I, I did uh, recently with somebody who was staying with us for a couple of months. Uh, in our home with Jane and I and there were various conversations that went on and they asked me a question at one point and I just said look can I just sit down with you and can I just go through some verses in the Bible to show you who Jesus is and what he's done for you and how you can give your life to him and and that person said to me yeah yeah that'd be great so we sat down and basically went through this I didn't have this on me um I just, there's most of these scriptures in terms of the flow of them are in my head in that sense. So um, we sat down and, and we just started going through one scripture at a time. And as we were going through them, I, I, I said to them, read the first one, I said, now, have you got any idea what that means? And gave them the opportunity as I sort of, I opened my Bible. Okay, this is really, really important. I mean, I know it's good to have a little leaf like this because it's all in one little place. Okay, but what's really important is... Some, we, I don't mean when you first meet somebody necessarily, but when you, you get to know, and they're really interested, they're, they're serious about, all right, what does it mean to, to, to give my life to Jesus then? Um, to open the Bible and, and show, right, here it's, it says this, let's read this together. Any idea what you think that means? And they, they hear that. And some people like this first one, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life in all its fullness. Now, how many of you know that the Holy Spirit works with the word? And faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word, right? Which is the next scripture I was going to give you anyway, Romans 10, 17. And so we need to trust the Holy Spirit that he is going to work with the word to speak into people's lives. So we're not trying to convince somebody, right? I've just, you know, and, and all of that. Now, Paul the Apostle talks about 
you know, persuading, convincing and all of that. Now, what, what is that? That's passion. That's conviction. And so he was saying, with every passion and conviction I have, I'm going to preach the gospel, the reality of who Jesus is. So we have a passion and conviction about Jesus in our hearts and lives. But we also have a trust that when we, you know, say, show a verse to somebody, say, hey, read that. What do you think it means? That the Holy Spirit in those moments, how do you believe the Holy Spirit can... Speak to someone in that moment. They might not fully understand, but it's like God is speaking. Something begins to happen on the inside. Of, well, what's, what, what else? What else? Tell me more. OK, um, so Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life to all its fullness. So I said, to them, have you got any idea what that means? And they said, I haven't got a clue what that means. Um, so then it's like, OK, great. So what we're going to do is we go through the next few verses, it's going to explain what is this fullness of life that he wants for you, wants to give you. And so rather than me going into a lot of spiel then about what I'm and then trying to tell this person, you know, all the 50 things that come to mind and they're sitting there after five minutes going, sorry, you completely lost me five minutes ago. Can you start again? Um, it's like, just take your time. And well, let's turn to this next verse in John 14. This is a book in the Bible. It's a gospel. It's one of the books in the Bible that talks about the life of Jesus and all the things he said, or not all, but some of the things he said and did. So you're explaining where you're reading it from as well, it, from that point of view. Because when someone then gives their life to Jesus and you've gone through using some verses in the Bible, and that the Bible becomes relevant. Hang on a minute. When you showed me those things, something was happening in me. And, and the Bible, has, has it got more to say then than just that? Because often when we talk about Jesus, we, we, we say whatever we say, we pray with people, and then we, we sort of bring a Bible out from somewhere and say, right, now you need to read this. And people go, all right. And they just think you start from the beginning like you do at any other book. Um, but that might be the best way to start. Or, or there's, we can help people well, what to read, where to read and all of that. But sometimes we just suddenly bring the Bible out and say, now you need to read the Bible. And if we've already been using the Bible with people, that helps them to see this book is relevant. There are things in here that really spoke to me and explained some things. And when you went through these, ver these things in the Bible, something was going on in me. I was going, right, okay, wow, that may, wow that's, that's amazing, or whatever their response is. So let's not be afraid to use the Bible. You're not sitting there preaching to them. You're there sitting and having a conversation using the Bible in that sense. So the next one is, uh, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I get the person to read it. You know, read this. They read it. Do you want to read it again? You got any idea what that means? And they might have a look at it and they're like, I am the way, the truth and the life. And they might say whatever they think that means. Give them the opportunity. You just don't know what they're going to say at that moment. OK, you, you might listen to them and think, I don't know what they're talking about, you know, or they might come out with something thinking, well, that was profound what they've just said. Um, but you give them space for the Holy Spirit to reveal something of Jesus. And then maybe you need to say something to them, depending on what they've said. I'm the way, no one comes to the Father except through me. Basically, Jesus is saying, if we want to know God, if we want to know him, then we come to know God through Jesus, who he is. And we're going to unpack that a bit more as we look at the next one. Then Jesus says himself, or, or what is, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven by which mankind can be saved. So you're then going into, so I, I've, I've, not this person this time, but somebody said to me when I was going through this with them a while ago, they said, so are you saying then 
that if salvation is found in no one else, are you saying that every other religion is worthless then? And you're saying the only way to God is through Jesus. And then you get into an interesting, you know, with someone, they might have a faith, they might not in something else. But what you're doing is you're, you're beginning to highlight some things as you go through in a, in a conversation with someone. And you, you basically work your way through all these scriptures. Now, if you just read these verses one after another, just as, as if they're all just written as a paragraph, what they do is they explain who Jesus is, um, what he wants to do, where we are in that, what our response is to what he does for us and, and what then we become as a child of God in 11 verses. Really simple. And so really what you're doing is you're sitting with somebody unfolding the story of what God has done in really simple terms, okay? And, and even if somebody went away and just read those one after the other, it begins to explain to them who Jesus is, what he's done, what our need of him is and all that. Yeah. What did you say? So when they said to me, I, used, I said, oh, yes, there is only one true God and every other religion is a man-made religion and doesn't actually lead you to who God is. So Jesus is the only way. Now, so then the person, like a lot of people say, so are you saying then all the, so does that mean everybody else has got it wrong? So I said, the Bible's clear. The only way to know God is through Jesus Christ. There are a lot of other faith and religions on, in the earth and none of those are true faiths, if you like, that lead you to who God is. They're, they're man-made. I said, that sounds a massive statement to make that every other religion is, is wrong then, if you want to put it that way. But they don't lead you to who God is. And, and the other thing I always say in that context is Christianity is the only faith where God comes and actually does something for us to enable us to know him. Every other faith on the planet, every other religion on the planet says that we have to do stuff to try and attain godliness for God to, or for whatever God they're talking about, to accept who we are. So uh, from that point of view, now some people don't like that. Uh, Jane and I were running an alpha group uh, not where we live now, but where we lived before. And we run an alpha group with some, from some of our neighbours and people who live next to us. And, and um, in the particular alpha week, where it came up, that, this, that scripture, Jesus is the way, the truth and life, and salvation is only through him, X, Y and Z. Man, there was an, there was an explosion in the room. It was like, because we watched the video and it was like, yeah, great. And then whatever the questions were, and within, within a couple of minutes, there, it was like, oh my word, something's erupted in the room here because people said, well, what kind of God is that then? If la, 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 and all this, I mean, it just went off. And, um, and in that scenario, we ended up having a conversation, just because of something someone said, um, we ended up having a conversation about God and the devil. And we went off down a, now, you can't plan that. You can't, I was like, we'll now say this to them, you know, in this setting. Well, if they say that, say this. It was that setting. And we ended up having a conversation about God and the devil, how the devil's the deceiver. He deceives people. He doesn't want people to know God. So he, he's 
through people, through whatever, come up with other faiths, other religions to deceive people so they don't discover who God really is, but they follow some other false God and end up in an eternity without God and all of that. And so we, you end up in a conversation like that. But because it's in that setting, it's not like you've come up with your pat answer. Somebody asks you this, you say that. It's in the moment that's where the conversation went. And most people, apart from one in the room, settled down and they, they were like, right, right, I never knew that, didn't understand that. And we got the Bible out, showed him some verses in the Bible where certain things, you know, say this, that and the other. And, and people then, apart from one person who just didn't like it anyway, um, and you can't, you're not here. We're just here to say, look, this is what I believe and this is what the Bible, this is who God is. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of what we're doing is sowing seed into people's lives, okay? As long as we're praying over that, so that, that seed comes to life in, in people as well. Is that all right? Anybody else got any questions? It's all right, it's good. I'd rather you ask it and get an answer than me rattling on about something else. Okay, brilliant. So what we're going to do, because uh, time's sort of ticking a lot, um, our faith is in the power of the gospel, not our words or our methods, okay? The word is powerful and the Holy Spirit is the one in, in 1 Thessalonians 1.5. It says, our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction, because you know how we lived among you for your sake. So I just want to give you a few minutes, OK? Take this and maybe get into twos. Take this little leaflet. Now, you can decide which verses you want to, but take two or three verses, OK? And with one another, I just want you to take a couple of minutes. You might, you might start at Romans 3, 23, which is where most people start when they talk about, you know, you're a sinner, you need Jesus. Jesus started with God's, God wants to give you a kingdom. In order to have that kingdom, you need to repent and believe. So God wants to give you something. Um, we often start with, you're a sinner, you can't reach God. And, and people don't like to be told they're a sinner. None of us do. None of us like to be told you're wrong. Um, now there's a context in which why we're sinners and why we need God but often we start with that we point the finger we have a go and that's why often the church is not so good at sharing the gospel because we get too much on our soapboxes and tell everybody where they're wrong rather than this is who God is and this is what he wants in, for your life in relationship with him in order to have that you need to surrender and part of that is you repent of your sin but la 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 all the stuff that's in here okay so maybe pick two or three verses for a couple of minutes, a few minutes and do what I've just said. Practice for a few moments and say, well, get the other person. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What do you think that means? If somebody says, I really don't know, okay, what would you say? Not a 10 minute preach necessarily, but what would you say to that? Um, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How would you, what would your answer to that be? The next one, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. What do you think that means? I don't know, the wages of sin. What on earth does that mean? Or the penalty for sin. Uh, so just take a few minutes, okay? Pick two or three verses and then think about, if somebody says, I don't know what that means, what would you say in a few moments to explain something of what that verse says to help them, okay? You ready? Yeah. Let's go. Okay, now... What I want you to do, just take a few moments, just pray for one another, okay? Just pray for one another in terms of what we're doing, sharing our life, sharing our faith and sharing Jesus, okay? Just pray for one another. You, you obviously chat with the person, how's it going? Some of the stories at the beginning of the message. 
And now we've just shared some of this stuff and now just pray for them in terms of how that's going, but particularly pray that God will enable these types of conversations to happen, that whatever we're doing, sharing a life faith in Jesus, that we'll get the opportunity to sit with and spend time with someone, or it might be a couple, who knows, um, just ultimately leading to the Lord, right? Now, it might be that when you go through this, somebody still goes, brilliant, thanks, that was really, really helpful. And you, you give them that, you know, it's quite good to them. They can then go away. They might not give their life to Jesus at that point. Some do. Um, maybe some, some don't. The person who I went to this recently, they, they were staying with us for a, for a couple of months. Um, but I had a conversation with someone last Sunday, actually, at someone's house, Jane and I were at. Never met the person before. And I wasn't like, right, I want to tell them about Jesus. And, and this person was talking about all sorts of stuff. And then she knew that, this person knew that we'd been at, at church that morning. So she said, well, you know, and she starts to say, what, what's... And we ended up this conversation about the church. And the next thing where we, we know, I'm like, I only met this person over lunch. The next thing, we're having this conversation about who God is, who Jesus is, what's the difference between uh, religions, what's the difference between, because I said something about relationship with God, not just a religion of this, that, and the other. What's the difference between religion and relationship? You know, the, and, and so suddenly I was like, not quoting these to her, because it was a conversation just going on in, with other people there. But I ended up being able to say some of these, one or two of these things, well, this is what I believe and this is what Jesus has done. And, and, and now that went from just meeting the person to, wow, this is quite a conversation going on. Didn't see it coming at all. But yet other people are not open to have that. So, just to, so don't, don't just think, right, I've got to land it with these people. And when, if they don't give the life to Jesus at that point, don't think, oh, I missed it, I blew it. Uh, just let the Holy Spirit work in people's lives and keep praying for them, yeah. right? And so I've been praying for that person this week that although they don't live locally, to where we are anyway, um, they live in about 45 minutes away, um, it's like, Holy Spirit, bring someone else, the next person into this person's life that can, you know, because they're very, very strong opinion out and all sorts of things. And, and it wasn't like a, tell me more, tell me more. I want to give my life to Jesus. It was a, it was more of a sort of convince me conversation. Do you know what I mean? Type thing. Um, and uh, so anyway, let's just pray. Pray for one another, okay? That God's going to open up opportunities and that we step through those opportunities. Um, those things only happen when we respond to what God's saying and we're available and ready. I mean, so just pray with somebody for the next few minutes. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.